0: In the past, there have been many traditional ways to celebrate Christmas. With songs, with gifts, with family and friends. There's a new way. Ho, 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 with yes. Christmas. Uh, the way it used to be. Mom! Hi. Shut up, Ralphie! No
1: one else can match his socks appeal.
0: If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Rated R. Start the new year off with a Steven Spielberg presentation of Best Way to Spread Christmas Cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
1: I don't sing. This
0: This is my house. I have to defend it. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere. Leave you for dead. Well, we're back. (laughs) Go! Where are you looking? There aren't any cameras (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's definitely been a while. Our last episode that we put out was in August, which was our watch along of Nightmare in Elm Street. Can't believe it's August. It was in August. Yeah. It's now Christmas. And as Kyle and I sit in our basement with the Christmas tree lit. Oh. And going to throw on some Black Christmas. Which we might talk about a little later. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We thought it must be that time of the year again where we start watching seasonally relevant Christmas movies. It actually, and I was thinking about Halloween,
1: obviously, October is always a great movie watching time because I'm watching horror movies all year, anyways. Right. Uh, not, I mean, not, and, and October is just specifically about horror movies, but there's something about Christmas time and watching seasonal, not only movies, but TV in um, classics and in re- kind of revisiting old things from your childhood something yeah. about christmas is just like extra special to me most
0: certainly classic commercials from her childhood like for instance that infamous sobeys commercial with the was it the star of christmas star of christmas if you're not an east coaster i guess you might not know what we're talking about no but you know what I'm talking about. There's a regional ad that plays that will take you right back mm. to Christmas time, watching TV, getting into the festivities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you put on a movie, you put on a show, something where everyone gathers around and watches it and kind of celebrates not necessarily christmas that has the nostalgic vibe but it's almost the peripherals of Mm -hmm. it it's the things that come with christmas oh man yeah like you know it was when i talk about christmas i think of those big turkey suppers you know where you go back for the second plate when you know damn well you have no business even (laughs) finishing the first plate that you overloaded oh yeah yeah it's just really, really magical, no pun intended, but like it's there's something about the season that influences all of your activities and events, your entertainment, everything. And like you said about Halloween, October seems to be the only time certain people watch horror movies. Yeah, that just blows my mind. I know. But Christmas is like undeniably like the only time a year you watch Christmas movies. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, I think, yeah, I I mean, obviously it has to do, I mean, Christmas is just a holiday anyways, just involves family and being together and like, you know, joy to the world as the Christmas carol goes. So it's just like the lights and the decorations and the snow and the, I don't know, there's, it almost breeds that kind of feeling of like communal sharing and like with that comes... Like, you know, the traditions, like you say,
0: you know what I mean? I find it very infectious. Yes, exactly. Now, obviously, this year poses some challenges for some people to get together with family and friends. And, and that is unfortunate. But you're not alone. We're all doing the best we can to improvise and try and figure out ways to celebrate it. So I hope you join us on a short but fun trip today. Um, we're going to keep it quick and punchy. We're going to go through the best and the worst <laughs> Christmas movies, according to us. There's another point that I want to bring up, and I think that um it's important to address. There is a notion and a popularity to dislike Christmas, but if you're going to pick a Christmas movie to represent your Christmas movie, it doesn't actually have to be a Christmas movie, it just happens to happen at Christmas time.
1: Well, this is something that I kind of wanted to bring up. Obviously, sure. we don't want to go into too long of a discussion about it, but I don't know if it's on your list. I want to talk a little bit about Die Hard. yippee
0: ki motherfucker. Okay, let's bring up Die Hard. <laughs> I know, that is like literally the number one <laughs> pick. People are like, it's well, not it's- Christmas until you see Gruber falling from the tower. And then it's, 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 the, most, it's the
1: movie that definitely um, uh, make, inspires the most argument among those, like, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Sure. And the other day I came to a realization. Okay. This was a, just a moment of clarity as alcoholics say. <laughs> it's a quote. I am the liquor. I am the liquor. That's that's a classic nostalgic podcast moment right there. But I think Die Hard mm-hmm. is both a Christmas movie and not a Christmas movie because I came to the realization that a Christmas movie is can be two things. There's a Christmas movie in its purest Form in which the movie is about Christmas takes place at Christmas, it invokes the spirit of the holiday, it involves the holiday, yeah but then a Christmas movie is also just a movie you watch only at Christmas. Sure. And so for some reason, Die Hard yeah. over the years has become that movie. So even if it's not a Christmas movie, it is a Christmas movie because you only, you're only watching Die Hard at Christmas. Sure. Anybody who even thinks it's not a Christmas movie is still only
0: watching Die Hard at Christmas. Th- this is a very good point because if we flip what we're talking about, if we talk about Halloween and horror movies, so if, if every horror movie is a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only watching Halloween on Halloween. Right. So there's there's actually very few horror movies that happen at Halloween Mm -hmm. that celebrate Halloween within the horror movie. Yeah. If you're using that as an example for ourselves to be like, well, you can watch it all year. It doesn't have to be a halloween themed movie right it can be any horror movie so any any movie that happens around christmas time could theoretically be a christmas movie exactly but you're right it's about the season in which the movie occurs within and it's when you watch it so there's a part of and i think for the show's sake there's a part of nostalgia that keeps that movie within the season yeah And so you'll always remember that feeling of watching Groundhog Day around Thanksgiving because TBS always played it. And so in that way, to me, Die Hard's really not –
1: in the spirit sense, Die Hard really isn't a Christmas movie to me, but it is a Christmas movie in that I like watching it around Christmas because it's a fun-ass movie, Uh and it's a great movie, and Bruce Willis is amazing in it, and there's a lot of great scenes in it, like when he kills one of the henchmen. The first guy he kills and he gets the machine gun from and he sends Mm. him down the elevator and the elevator door opens and says, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And it's just like that. (laughs) You're just like, Oh, it's such a fun movie. (laughs) And it just takes place at an office party on Christmas. Sure. (laughs) Like, sure. So it's a Christmas movie. Definitely. But not in the nice joy to
0: the world. Sure. Like, I mean, I guess we, you could make two lists. You could say, yes. okay, my favorite Christmas movies, which include absolutely everything possible. <laughs> and then Christmas movies that are
1: strictly in the spirit of but, Christmas. But again, like you were saying, that's, that's a nostalgia thing. That's a personal thing. Most Movies certainly. that you only watch at Christmas. Yeah. Might not even have anything to do with Christmas, but they're Christmas movies to you because that's, you know, it means more to you to watch it at Christmas time.
0: Yes. So that's right.
1: diehard to me.
0: So, is Die Hard in your list?
1: Uh, I, I didn't put it in my official list because no. I'm going more spirit yeah. um, side, but I wanted to bring it up at the start because it's such a heated, such a just a great, you know, discussion to have. Sure. One that everybody seems to have.
0: Yeah. In true Nostal Junk podcast fashion, we will stick with a top five ranking. Number five, A Christmas Story. Hey. A Christmas Story in itself is a trip down nostalgia lane. Mm-hmm. So it's narrated, yeah, within you know two different tenses, um, calling back to the festivities of the season. So like even just the nature of the movie, you don't have to also want a BB gun or be dressed in a pink bunny suit to relate. It's just like that longing for those Christmas memories. Bob Clark's classic is this weird kind of dreamscape it's almost like you're seeing a memory if yes, you could exactly. somehow put together the memory that you're thinking of this is how it would come out one of the best
1: bullies ever on screen remember that guy uh with that face and he, but he gets him back i think oh, at yeah. one point yeah, oh, yeah but yeah a lot of great quotable moments from that like
0: you'll poke your eye out yeah and, he, and even the things that come with it, like that leg lamp, like that's an icon. <laughs> I, know, I know, the leg lamp. Yeah, that, uh, it's, a great, it's a great Christmas movie, still holds up as a fun family Christmas movie. Nice. I guess I, I'm
1: going to start by cheating a little bit because this isn't a movie, but this is just a one-two punch. TV shows, so it probably adds up to about an hour, mm. but I love watching them back-to-back back just because they're so fun, they're so fast, they're so light, and they're so perfectly Christmas, and that is Mickey's A Christmas Carol, Oh, um, obviously the Walt Disney version of uh, A Christmas Carol and Scrooge, Yeah, and Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. Which I watched actually the other day. So good. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again, but... I'm So I, uh, wholesome. It's amazing. And I just love everything about Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. He goes oh, shopping geez. for Christmas presents. He brings his girlfriend back for the turkey dinner. He wakes up Christmas morning and has his own... <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many great gags <laughs> just in the Christmas morning bit alone. Like oh. the, the fact that he, he puts his stocking up over his fireplace and in his stocking is just the other sock.
0: Because it's not a stocking, it's It's a sock. sock.
1: And then his gift to Teddy is little button eyes so he can see him. (laughs) And then the best one, with the one that all I just Uh. always roar at, is that he gives his little mouse in the little mouse hole, he gives him a gift, and it's a little piece of cheese, which he then proceeds to put in a mouse trap
0: next to the mouse. As he sets it. The noise. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Right, Like, it's this weird, like, yeah, he's like, menacing, breathy growl as he sets it. Like, but he's such a child.
1: He's like Sheldon in the Big Bang Theory, where he just doesn't, and he's like, he's just a kid or something. He doesn't, he can't, he doesn't have romantic intentions to his no. girlfriend. And, but that's also a great gag when he, <laughs> she points out, she points out the jewelry or the ring or I forget yes, the necklace. the ring, yeah. And it, but the, it's a wide shot, and you see the picture. The, of the just the stock photo of the the two the couple. So then Christmas morning.
0: <laughs> He gives her the picture of the couple that he saw in the store Because front. that's what she, she's
1: like, oh, look. Oh. Because
0: that's what he thought she wanted was the picture, not the ring. And of course, then the, the big,
1: the payoff of the gag is when he finally goes, oh, I the best. He goes, I forgot the main bit. And he brings out a ring box and she's like, oh my God. And she opens it up and it's just a hook to hang the picture up.
0: <laughs> and that's when she takes it
1: But then that's when he, then he utters the classic line. Merry Christmas, Mister (laughs)
0: Bean, and then pulls the firecracker, the Christmas cracker that he loaded up. Oh yeah! (laughs) Of course, he's got the turkey on the head. Like this is a classic episode. He loses the watch in the turkey. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, there's so many good parts of that. I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: So yeah, that one. I mean, that one's definitely. I've been watching that for. 20, now, what about, about uh, Mickey's, And then, so yeah, well, Mickey's Christmas Carol is just my favorite version, maybe because I was a kid when I first saw it, but like, sure. I always found a lot of those, I mean, the story's obviously classic and timeless, but I always found, especially the older versions, just like super, I don't know, I'm just, I guess, I don't know, I'm just not into them as much, I can't re-watch them as much, but mm. I just love the casting of, it's a perfect thing where like... Uh, obviously, Donald Duck is Ebenezer Scrooge, and mm-hmm. uh, Mickey's uh, Bob Cratchit, and Goofy's one of the ghosts. Ghost. Yeah, it's everybody's perfect. It's just a perfect like Disney version of yes that story, and it works. And it, again, that's only like twenty something minutes long. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's timeless. Yeah, it's a great story. Anyways, and perfect story to watch, obviously at Christmas time. Sure.
0: Uh, number four. Ernest Saves Christmas. Hey, I knew you were going to bring up Ernest. I love Ernest Saves Christmas. The crux of uh, Ernest Saves Christmas is that Santa is retiring because he's starting to forget things and he's trying to recruit the replacement mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes of that movie is when it's filmed from Vern's pov it's only for one moment he knocks on the door and it opens up and he's like, ho ho Vern, and then he shuts the door because he's like oh god i can't take Ernest right <laughs> <laughs> and it's all done in one take it's santa's little party helper Hi. this is harmony <laughs> she's been having a tough time walking you know, kind of a father image kind of thing. As the twig is bent, so grows the tree. Know what I mean? It'll look good right over here. Huh? Ernest Saves Christmas is a really, really innocent Christmas movie. And nice. it's, it's a really well-rounded one, I think, that people have uh, forgotten about and should give another chance. Yeah,
1: I think so, too, because I don't think I've seen it since, I mean, I was a kid. I can't really remember
0: Oh, man. Anything about it? And he does his characters like he does Auntie Nelda. (laughs) Oh, his character. Oh, yeah, Auntie Nelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Okay, going... Like, it's so weird that I'm going to put this at number four um, to at least start the movies portion of my Christmas list because... I mean, it's such an important movie. It's such a great movie, but the other ones are just are just better to me. So I'm going to go with what we're watching right now. Mm. And it's 1974's Black Christmas Ooh. by none other than Bob Clark. So what I was saying about a um, double feature, it's, it's become now uh, one of my traditions that I personally do. Mostly, I do it by myself, obviously, because it's like only me and my wife on Christmas Eve. But... I, it's it's a perfect double feature to me because it, it's I just call it a Bob Clark Christmas. And it's you start with a Christmas story because yes. it's earlier in the night, it's more festive, it's more nice, you mm-hmm. know? And then as it approaches like midnight, 1130, you know, put on Bob Black Christmas. <laughs> They're both directed by Bob Clark, yes. uh, both Christmas movies. I don't know. it And it, obviously it's not the most festive. It's a pretty dark, it's a dark ass movie, but... Um just means a lot to me. I've always been watching it. I've been watching it for I don't know 20 years, I guess at this point, but at a university sorority, um there's a killer on the loose, keeps calling the house. Uh uh what's her name? Olivia Hussey, great great performance by oh. by the beautiful Olivia Hussey. Excellent final girl. Yeah, like and oh, talk about final talk about a final scene. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about this before too where it was like um, you know, you th- actually I don't want should we I don't want to spoil it, I guess. Also, great John Saxon performance. Hey, always turns always turns out a great performance. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I love Black Christmas. It's yeah. pretty dark though. <laughs> for Chris for a Christmas movie.
0: And it's a Canadian. And it's a Canadian movie. Well, it's got Andrew Martin in it. Oh yeah. She's Canadian treasure. Mhm. Very very cool that a classic a Christmas story Mm-hmm. And Black Christmas are are made by the same person, it's, and they feel the same way, but the content is completely it's different. It's So strange, yeah, yeah. But and I'm can like- we also appreciate that this actor here, oh Kier Dulia Dulia, do you know where he is from? No, and I treasure dearly to my heart. Mm. He is Captain David Bowman from 2001: A Space Odyssey.
1: Oh my god, he is! Holy shit! oh man i didn't even put that together i can't believe i didn't put that together look at him it's obviously him yeah it's pretty uh, cool eh? oh yeah and we can't well, we, we can't forget to mention lois lane herself margot kidder oh right
0: of course <laughs> uh very cool excellent mm-hmm. pick man easy pick number three elf hey i love this movie I love the story. I love the characters. I love the actors chosen for those characters. Like, you, it's hard to recreate what they captured in that movie. And actually, recently, on Netflix, the Holiday Movies That Made Us is a new series on there. Mm-hmm. And they did a, a feature on Elf. Oh, really? Turns out that movie was hated from the get-go by every studio. They said, no, you're not going to put Will Ferrell in gold tights as... An elf and think that he's going to be the lead actor of a movie. Wow. Then Old School came out. Will Ferrell became a star from Old School. And then all of a sudden, the idea of Will Ferrell being a lead in a Christmas movie was 180 on on people who had said no to it previously. Well, essentially what it was was a movie of nobody. So if you think about it, Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel. Yes. The writers had no experience. The producers had no experience. John Favreau had, had swingers. Oh, yeah. As a
1: director, I, I can't even I don't even know how he I mean, I guess looking back that it became a monster hit. You know, it's like, sure. But yeah, John Favreau had, split, I mean, this yeah, is, swingers.
0: this is, this is a Christmas classic, a modern day Christmas classic yeah. movie. There's so many great moments of Elf. You know, all of them. It's a great movie. Period. And again, like the, the mate,
1: what really, oh. I don't know. Um, Excuse me. What makes something, at least to me, like recognized as a classic is like the timeless references. So with something like Elf, like still to this day, if like, say I let out a big fart or even a, a big burp, and I'll, you know, I'll just go. Do you hear that? Yeah. Weird how those moments kind yeah. of like you know influence mm-hmm.
0: your life in a way. Yeah. And something like that from Elf does that. It's like me. a Seinfeld phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like a throwaway line becomes a part of your dialect.
1: That is a true
0: Christmas, Christmas
1: spirit. Like it's about an elf from the North Pole, like one of Santa's elves. You know what I mean? Like, that, yes, that's a Christmas movie, for sure. Yes. My number three. Only because, oh man, because this is where it gets hard. Because I think that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Um, I think I even said it. You you put something on Instagram where I responded that this was my favorite Christmas movie. But yes, when going through the list, I was like, "Ah, I gotta give a couple more. I don't know. When talking about Christmas spirit, anyways, but this is one. This is to me. um, I'm gonna give it my best, like. Christmas horror, comedy, horror movie. Oh my god, man. Um, And this is, of course, 1984's Gremlins. Ooh, yes. Directed by Joe Dante. And written by by Chris Columbus, who I will talk about in a second. But, obviously, everyone knows Gremlins, the story of Billy. And his father gets him a pet from China with three very specific instructions. However, when Billy does not follow them, it unleashes a horde of monsters. And I think what makes this... I don't know. Something about it's so accessible and it's so like universally. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word. It, it's a it's a perfect kids horror movie mm. in that it's it's scary, but it's not really. It, it's just scary enough for a kid to be like, mm. like when the pot. Remember when he feeds uh, them chicken for the fr- like the the Mogwai chicken or whatever for the first first time and. You go into the attic and all those weird pod things, and they're just like they're growing into the the bad gremlins, like Spike and everything. Yeah, I know. I, I just remember loving that as a kid and just thinking that was so scary. These like weird little alien pods in the in. The, yeah, um, but there's something very fairy tale about it. Something very uh, obviously it takes place at Christmas. So I mean, his father gives him Gizmo as a Christmas gift, basically an early Christmas gift. Um. But I just love Gremlins so much. Great music, too. Yeah. And one of the most badass mom scenes of all time when she takes on a horde of Gremlins in the kitchen. And, of course, the the best one, the famous microwave explosion. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. But yeah, just the rules. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. I don't know.
0: It's just like yeah, Well, it has a very childish appeal, yeah. but it's also got like a creature feature. Yes, uh, ghoulish gremlin. Oh, Gizmo. I mean, and Gizmo is just like
1: oh, the it's cutest in thing terms possible. of like in terms of design. Like, oh, it's the cutest thing.
0: Like pre-Pixar. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, Gizmo is pre-Furbies. Mm. He shares a commonality style-wise to Yoda beautiful singing voice oh (laughs) that's awesome yeah kremlins cool number two for me is home alone
1: hey guess what matt oh number two is home alone for
0: (laughs) me as well it's a tie (laughs) so i think i know what's number one for both of us then oh that's true shit yeah yeah so yes Number 2, Home Alone.
1: You can't go wrong with that. Directed by Chris Columbus this time. He graduated from writing Gremlins to directing Home Alone, but written by the great, great John Hughes.
0: <laughs>
1: what a pairing. And, and scored by the great, great John Williams. It's this is a this is an amazing Christmas movie. Amazing movie.
0: And to cast Joe Pesci? <laughs> I know. As, How did he agree to as do a burglar in a family Christmas movie without swearing? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, he replaced it with um Raja Frage Raja Raja. Raja Fraja Frage Frage. Raja Fraga. Oh my god. I I say that so much as a parent, and it's and it softens whatever's really upsetting me. It's Serenity now. It is. Insanity later. I remember... Because I had
1: seen it, obviously, in the theaters when it first came out. And that was actually a great movie memory for me. Uh, I went with a couple friends, and it was Penhorn Mall in Dartmouth. Mm. And remember when he goes you guys give up when you're, you're thirsty, thirsty for, for more. more. Me, I swear, me and my friends both looked, we looked at each other at the exact same time. We went thirsty for more. Like yeah, right. we were so into it. And so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And then another great move, the uh, home alone movie memory is like years later when and me and my wife, they were showing it at empire Dartmouth, a different, different theater, but there, it was like a classic movie showing let's go. Mm. So we went to see it and it was pretty filled, but we were by ourselves, but there was a theater full of, kids and just here like 20 years later yeah a theater full of kids as soon as the three stooges stuff the actual house raid happens it was just like a theater full of laughing kids and it was like this is the best yeah we just had it was such a great moment yeah it's incredible
0: those are really really good moments it
1: still holds up
0: yeah that's it's it's the most one of the most rewatchable movies i think i've ever sure it's aged well oh man Home Alone 2, he had the device called the Talkboy. The Talkboy was not real. I know. They created the Talkboy to be real after the success of the movie. It was just a simple recorder. Yeah. And it probably sold a shitload, and it probably cost like five cents to make. Oh, my God. I think it was Tiger that uh, created that the Talkboy, and Tiger was famous for those uh, handheld games mm-hmm. that we would have had, like oh, Street Fighter, Batman. Yeah. I love Ninja those. Turtles. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, the yeah. Ninja Turtles one. Yeah. Yeah. They always had like either like a white or red or black back and then the <laughs> And it was like five separate animation things. Yeah, like, it was little- it was essentially a uh calculator screen
1: <laughs>
0: set to like a background of like, you know, oh, a city. I, remember, I, I this is off this tangent obviously, but I yeah. had
1: a baseball I remember a baseball one.
0: Yes, that was a famous one. Yeah. People love that still to this day. Do you have any honorable mentions before we move on to number yes, one? Yes,
1: I did want to give once and, and like this, I don't know, it's not controversial, but it might be a one that's not on a lot of people's radar. But I find myself watching it every year yes. because it's only on at Christmas. Uh-huh. And obviously that's only the only time I'm ever going to watch this sure. movie. But it gets a little better and better. Um, And it's called, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's called Just Friends. Oh, yeah. But with Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart. Yeah. And the reason that the yeah. movie is so great, Anna Ferris in Just Friends is like, it's incredible. It gets better every time I watch it. She plays. So Just Friends is about Ryan Reynolds uh, and Amy Smart were childhood best friends. Obviously, he he was like a little overweight and he had a big crush on her. She was like a popular hot girl.
0: Yeah.
1: Fast forward, you know, 10, 20 years later, he's thinned out. He's like a music exec, and he goes home for Christmas and sees her again, and they rekindle. It's like a romantic comedy. But Anna Ferris plays this pop star, because he's like a music exec, and he brings her along, and she's just the most ridiculous character ever. I don't know. It, it's just, But the movie's filled with great Christmas imagery. It takes place at Christmas. Yeah. He's with his family, and... I don't know. I, the movie, I just wanted to give a shout out to it because it does get better every time I watch it. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of enjoy it.
0: Oh, you don't have to make excuses, to The ones they gave you are the most nostalgic to me. But over the years, you know, you come across newer ones that work their way into the fray. And they may be total garbage. But for some reason, they just hit it off for you. So like, uh, Just Friends, I'd put it in an honorable mention for sure. I'd watch that, no problem. Yeah. Uh, another one I watch is Four Christmases. Hey, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. And John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Uh, I
1: think what Four Christmases definitely gets right is that they're both polar opposite families, mm-hmm. but that's what it gets right. The, the, the dysfunction of everybody's families over the holidays. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Four Christmases. Another one that has come into my tradition um, through my wife's influence, but honestly, I love it is Love Actually.
1: I find myself I can't watch that as much every I don't know every year, but that is a good one. There's yeah through, there's segments of that that I really enjoy. Oh it yeah, Andrew Lincoln, Rick from The Walking Dead. Come of course. On now. I mean that I mean, that might be one of the the most famous Christmas movie scenes of all time is when he confesses his love to Kira Knightley and he shows up you know at the doorstep with the the, the, the cards, the cards like that is yeah. It is a great scene. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Number one. Let's say it at the same time. You ready? Hold
0: on. Here we go. I'm opening mine. All, Oh, baby. All four words? Okay. One, One, two, three. three. National National Lampoon's Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. vacation.
1: (laughs) And like, honestly, for um, a little bit today, I was like, where do I put these top three? Am I going to say Gremlins is my top? Like, Home Alone probably for the longest time, was my favorite Christmas movie of all time. But then I thought about it because I just watched it recently. Not only is it the most rewatchable Christmas movie of all time, it really is all about Christmas. It truly (laughs) is. You know what I mean? And
0: the struggles.
1: (laughs) And the family. Yeah, it's amazing. And just, like, Clark loves Christmas so much. And he loves his family. He's, like, the ultimate family man. Like, it's the perfect Christmas movie. Yeah, and everything that happens in, like in, in its attitude and every single scene, mm-mm, it's just mm-mm. you know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It is so quotable. Again, another John Hughes. He wrote. John Hughes wrote
0: that. Yes, he did. He didn't direct. He didn't it. direct. No, it. I
1: forget the director. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many great moments from that movie that you think of when you see people decorating their hosts like i see someone on a ladder putting up lights and i want to say like looks good griswold you know like just (laughs) anything right his
1: wife's parents that don't really like him oh no not at all well it's a class thing (laughs) yeah exactly right right yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and we got to give, of course, a special shout out to um, Randy Quaid. Oh, as is—is it his wait? Is his brother or his cousin? Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shitters full.
0: Shitters full. <laughs>
1: Ah, because everybody has that family member at Christmas that's just or at a Christmas party, just, it's just like a little, just and just embarrassing. Like,
0: oh, just, just a train wreck, yeah, yeah, but you still love them anyway, means, right? We mean the, well. the the line at the end when he kidn- kidnaps the boss, Frank Shirley, who was Brian Doyle Murray, uh, he says, He's like, you're gonna have to forgive my uh cousin in law here, his heart is bigger than his brain. I appreciate that, Clark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Because he just doesn't get it. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple movie
1: going experiences, moments throughout your life that you just remember. And in terms of comedy Mm. uh, or a comedy in the movie theater, there's like, there's two. There's the number one. So the number one quickly is I watched The Hangover Mm. in a packed theater and the end credit sequence to The Hangover. I've never heard a theater laugh as hard as the end credit sequence to the oh, hangover. Yes. But I also never heard a theater laugh as hard um in that moment when <laughs> he goes down the hill uh, when he, when he greases he greases his sled. I don't know, for some reason that moment of oh is always stuck out with me. <laughs> it's just it was so funny. Yeah!
0: Yeah.
1: Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Eddie has lost so many great lines. Oh, wow. That's just him hacking on
0: a chicken bone. <laughs> oh, he got it up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, you go. No, no, no. Eddie, right right before the sledding bit, right? He goes, Clark, you know how I had the uh, the metal plate? <laughs> how got I forget, Edward? Well, they replaced it with a plastic one because every time the Catherine turned on the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour. <laughs>
1: That is a great line. Ah. No, but I'm thinking of now. I don't know his name. I'd need to look it up, obviously. But the the, the, the super old. Oh, uh, it's Uncle Lewis. Oh, Uncle Lewis and whoever the. So that's Clark's uncle. Okay. Yeah. When they show up, everything. Down, throw
0: me down, Clark. Everything
1: about them is gold. Every single thing that comes out of both their mouths is gold. <laughs> but the best one is you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs>
0: Oh, so 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 this week I have used this line so many times And I don't know why I feel the need To do both of their parts But it's like Oh, Aunt Bethany, you shouldn't have done that Oh dear, did I break wind? (laughs) Jesus Did the room clear out? Hell no, they mean Presents, you shouldn't have brought presents It's not every day somebody Moves into a new house They didn't move into a new house (laughs) Yeah, another one is the blessing <laughs> yeah we want Aunt Bethany to lead us in the saying of grace mm-hmm. what dear grace <laughs> grace she died 30 years ago they want you to say grace the blessing <laughs> she- up and, and recites the, the oh yeah I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the, the flag. flag. I love the
1: look on all their yeah, faces and every and, and everyone all put their hands over their hearts.
0: Eddie so. he stands up and everyone's like one <laughs> nation under God. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: and the rock, yeah, oh <laughs> the bombs, bombs. Yeah.
0: play ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Everything out of their mouths when they show up oh, is gold. Oh, of course. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> oh, my God. My head's hurting. You can't see the lion, can you, Russ?
1: Nope. Oh, yeah. And that's another great part about that. And it, it like recalls the, the dream girl esque, yes. I guess, scenes from the original National Lampoon's Vacation with Christy Brinkley, but she's a great. She's a great, like, fantasy dream girl that he has, you okay. know what I mean? He looks to the back, like, the, just the 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 perfume girl that he saw at the department store. But, like, she's pretty hot. Like, when he, she shows oh. up at the pool, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's yeah, looking yeah. at the pool. Like, and his love. lips
0: are pressed <laughs> up against the glass, and he's, like, air-kissing it. Through the glass. <laughs> now that that scene right there, to this day, <clears throat> that is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Melikaliki maka is the thing so, to sing.
1: That definitely scarred me as just like a human. When I when I, if I hear Melikaliki maka, I just think of that beautiful girl. And Throwing mm-hmm. her top that's, off on that,
0: the you know diving board. And that's probably why I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah. And it may be why my, my wife dislikes that song, <laughs> is that she, I, I think she was late to the Christmas vacation scene, but she was also like, this, is, this isn't a good song. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's this, awesome. This is it's a great fun. song. Come on now. <laughs> now, how many times in a Christmas season do you find yourself putting on these movies?
1: Now, so here's where it gets interesting (laughs) that I picked the Christmas Vacation as my favorite. Home Alone just happens to be my wife's not only favorite Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. it's her favorite movie of all time. Okay. So during the Christmas season, I think I watched Home Alone definitely at least 10 times. Sure Like I'll just We just watch it If it's on TV Which it is all the time We'll watch it uh, We have the DVD We just watch it Sure So yeah Home Alone And Home Alone 2 I think I watched the most sure. Out of all these movies Over Christmas um, But yeah gotta, gotta
0: give the number one spot To To Lampoon Oh my god <laughs> It's just so good I guess this is officially our relaunch This is our season 2 Welcome back We can reconnect on all of our socials At nostalgia Pod. This is the end of 2020 This has been a strange year We started the show almost a year ago So uh, next month is our one year Jeez. Um, nostalgia speaks differently to everyone But yet completely relatable When we're talking about Nostalgic moments to each other So, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us on this ride thus far. We can't wait to see what 2021 holds for us. Hopefully, that means a better year overall. And I (laughs) hope everyone continues to stay safe the best they can and have a great holiday season. Bend it wisely. Enjoy the time that you have. Oh, that was a beautiful minute. So, this is Matt for Nostalgia Podcast saying, Hey, if any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Meldy Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought him right here with a big ribbon on his head.
1: And I'm Kyle from NostalJunk Podcast saying, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.
0: <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kyle. Hey!
1: The world can feel like a pretty hopeless place nowadays. There are about a billion problems in the world, but yet it feels like no one's willing to talk about them. So that's why you should go listen to my new podcast, A Modern Proposal. My name is Parker James, and I'm going to share with you the world's worst problems and some even worse solutions with a guest that's coming in completely cold. You can find A Modern Proposal wherever you get your pods casted. Listen, follow, and be sad.
0: hey there I'm Lisa
1: and I'm Agnes
0: and together we are sass and sips a watch rewatch podcast we want to personally invite you to check out our podcast where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives one who has seen the show before and one who's not so sure while well, we drink a lot <laughs> I mean like a lot a lot <laughs> every season we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe
1: because we're down for all of it. Yes.
0: Woo-hoo. So listen with your bestie, open your favorite bottle and sip and sass with Sass and Sips.